Hey there, fellow pop culture nerds, Christian from the Proton Pack podcast here. Tony and I recently made the transition to host our podcast at anchor.fm, and they made switching from our previous podcast host an absolute breeze. Whether you're old pros like us or new to the podcast game, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, you don't even need the complete tech setup that we use. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. That includes creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast, which you can do right from your phone or computer, and it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And as you gain traction with your show, you can easily make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Chris and with me always is the Boba Fett to my job of the hut, Tony. Say hey, Tony. Hi, guys. He's no, he's no good to me, dead. I couldn't even mouth that. I nice. have no idea what the hell they were saying, but we are back. <laughs> uh, episode 39. Um, Thir- the Mandalorian. Yeah. I believe it's called, so it's called today. <laughs> All right. We appreciate everybody uh, who is with us. Um, And if you're tuning in with us live on Facebook Live, YouTube, or Twitch, we appreciate that as well. Um, Boy, we've got uh, a lot to cover. It's been a couple weeks since we did the last one. And uh, let's go ahead and kick off with our shameless plugs the way we do each and every week. It's shameless plug time! It is in these hills that Juan Valdez and his trusty goat gather coffee beans every morning. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, I hope that audio came... (laughs) So we changed up Tony's uh, sound drop audio stuff uh, this week and Sounds clear, at least on my end. So hopefully all of you guys are blasting your eardrums out and it's good. So give us some feedback. And I know uh, Mike and Lacey Yendra are tuned in. So, you know, feel free to chime in and let us know how it's going. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Totally. All right. uh, First bit of shameless plug news is uh, my dog rescue nonprofit, Rough Riders, which you'll see right there. That's the logo if you're watching. We are a local dog rescue nonprofit here in northern Nevada. We transport dogs from kill shelters, bring them up to the area, and find them homes, give them a second chance at life. And uh, would love if you guys could check out our website, roughwriters.org, or anywhere on social media at uh, Rough Riders Saves. And uh, yeah, we've got some exciting things going on. Uh, looking to raise some money for some vans uh, for transport efforts. So that's what I got going on. What you got going on, Tone? Same stuff I got going on every week, Pinky. We do, uh, I participate in the movie segments (laughs) on Pop Culture Kaboom. You can listen to that radio show uh, 
can stream it live from the web if you go to their Facebook page and follow uh, Pop Culture Kaboom. There's a link you can listen live on Sunday nights. You can even go back and listen to archive shows. But we broadcast out of uh, the greater Carson City, Nevada area on KNVC 95F1, Carson City Community Radio. Um, you can also go to knvc.org and stream Pop Culture Kaboom is another pop culture show where Jimmy Jones is the host. And he talks everything from comic books, comic cons, toys, movies, books, you name it, they talk about it. I participate in the movie segment where we review hideous and awful trailers. Thank God we do cover some real trailers as well. KNVC. KNVC, Ringy Carson City's Community Radio. <laughs> All right. Uh, the other thing which... Uh... Started as one thing, morphed into something else. Now is uh, basically just a promotion for this show right here, uh, the Proton Pack. Uh, we're talking Totally Rad 1981. Uh, if you go to com or more than likely our Instagram page, at Totally Rad 1981, uh, we just sort of like to relive the glory days of the 80s and 90s, uh, old... Uh, cartoon intros, show intros, commercials, uh, things that just sort of bring us back to our childhood. Um, it's always a good time. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And then the last shameless plug excellent. is an event that's coming. Oh! It was a delayed, a delayed oh. excellent. I hit that a minute ago. That was my fault. I forgot that you like to play that yeah. there. <laughs> anyway, so uh, an event that's coming up here in Northern Nevada over uh, November 8th, 9th, and 10th is the Reno Pop Culture Con. Tony's flying out. We've got a booth there at uh, the convention center. We hope to uh, broadcast live, get some interviews. We just decided to do a giveaway. So uh, if you do listen and you are going to the pop culture con uh stop by the booth show us uh, that you are subscribed to the podcast whether it's through apple google stitcher spotify and you'll be entered into a drawing to win a pretty damn cool prize uh oh uh oh yeah Tony's playing with his phone. Yeah, again. no, I was down. I was checking. I was trying to follow along on our uh, live stream so I could answer a question for Lacey, and I, the voice came out of it, so I didn't want it to distract. And, and <laughs> now you just got to turn the voice down. here and there. So, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited but, to go out and be a part of the Reno Pop Culture Con. So please um, participate. Come say hi to us, and uh, we look forward to hopefully interviewing some people around the con and. Uh, We'll also be a part of uh, Pop Culture Kaboom's big one-year anniversary show. You and I will be guests for the entire show at the Pepper Mill, the after party on Sunday, yep. November 10th. So that's going to be very exciting. You can check us out there. We'll This be the first time we've done this in a live audience. So um, very cool stuff. First time we've ever done it. Hopefully it's the first of many. This is just going to be a real cool um, experience uh, to be on the inside of the con versus us going to the con. So. Right. And it's the same folks who do the uh, Denver Comic-Con. So if uh, all goes well here, maybe I'll fly out to uh, Denver and do that con with Tony uh, early summer. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Fun, cool, cool, cool. Since we don't get to go. It's so hard to go to the San Diego Comic-Con anymore, you know? Like, it's yeah. just a nightmare to get in there, so. I want to go back, though. It's fun. I don't miss sleeping on the ground. No, no, that was a nightmare. It was fun. Also, shout out to Nick Burke. Yeah. Thanks for checking out the show. I see you pop in listening. 
And uh, we just got a new uh, either Twitch viewer or subscriber. Um, I missed the name, so, but uh, thank you if you are watching. Like We're trying to pay attention. Make it more interactive while you guys tune in. Everyone else that tunes in later, they're just going to go. Okay. Well, to be fair, it, it does help that uh, it's 8 o'clock my time, 9 o'clock your time, as opposed to the last one, which we did uh, at midnight, midnight yeah. 1 o'clock in the morning. More, more so. showing on this one. Anthony Rodriguez, what's up, buddy? Go 49ers. Your team's kicking butt. Yeah, they are. All right. Uh, let's move on to TV as we do uh, start out uh, with each show. Uh, Tony, if you've got that button ready, go ahead and hit it. Bazinga. Yeah, it's just so funny. You know, it's TV intro, and at the end, you know, it's got NBA Jam and Turtles Arcade at the end. <laughs> one of these days, I'll update it. We'll have an updated one, but now. yeah, so so. Tony put these uh, little segment intros together uh, one day when he was not feeling so well. Um, the 7-Eleven decided to uh, take its revenge on him. And so uh, <laughs> one of these days we'll go in, we'll clean things up a little bit. But uh, in the meantime, that's what yeah, you get. Say, isn't that funny, too? We, we finally outed what convenience store it was. We never said the name during oh. that. <laughs> so if you go back or you just heard, that one store totally gave me the case of the... Well, to be fair, they were never going to be a sponsor. No, anyway. this is true. Um, Lifetime supply of Slurpees, Yeah, somebody right? sent me a picture today. Uh, my buddy Andy sent me a picture of uh, a little Velociraptor busting out of an egg out of a taquito, uh, like on the roll. He goes, this must have been what you ate. <laughs> yep. But hey, it was productive while I was uh, constantly uh, blowing ass. So hey, There okay. you go. <laughs> All right, uh, the first bit of TV news uh, goes to show that not every Marvel property is a winner. Um, Obviously, we saw that with the Inhumans. Um, The next one to fall is Marvel's Cloak and Dagger on Freeform. Uh, It uh, will be finishing up at Season 2. There will be no Season 3. What the? But a little delayed there. I'm just going to really say the F word. (laughs) (laughs) But... uh, this series wasn't part of the uh, MCU canon. Uh, it wasn't executive produced by anybody in that camp. So um, not a big loss. Uh, I don't know if you no, watched it all, Tone, but uh, I started. I mean, I, I don't get freeform. Do you get freeform out there? I, I wasn't just pointing at you. Some, I think I was trying to point to the audience there. You know what? I watched it on Hulu. Did you? Yeah. And I watched the first two episodes, and it was it was a freeform show, you know, teeny boppy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they tried dealing with heavy subjects, but ultimately, I it, it didn't do anything for me. Uh, the visuals were pretty cool, but it, it was a pretty so. It's start. no surprise that Marvel's Cloak and Dagger is canceled. No surprise at all. I don't know. To be honest, there's still so many. I, I'm a bad Marvel fan. I'm all up to date on the MCU and the movies, but TV shows, oh man, I suck. I'm still, well, I'm and so with what we're going to talk about here in a little bit, there's going to be so much more to uh, ingest as a TV viewer. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, so, yeah, if you were a fan of Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, sorry, bad news, no season three, but uh, no big loss for anybody who hadn't seen the show because you're not really missing no. anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Moving on to the what I was just sort of talking about, uh, Disney Plus is coming out November 12th, Ooh, right? Yeah. 12th? Right around the corner. It looks so like goobery there. I'm like, yeah. I'm excited. That's good. (laughs) Coming out November 12th, and uh, the highlight of what they're offering, I'd have to say, is probably the Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. Um, It's, I mean, obviously there's a million reasons to own or to uh, subscribe to Disney Plus, but The Mandalorian is definitely one of those. Um, some journalists, and this is sort of interesting, got a 30-minute sneak peek of The Mandalorian recently. They didn't even show him a full episode. But uh, what's co- coming out of that from the press and, and those who are um, who did see it are saying it's amazing. That it's, you know, what they wanted. You know, obviously they're sad that the Skywalker saga is coming to an end. But ultimately, you know, this is sort of your first foray into some new characters and, and something a little bit different than what we already know and love in the star Wars universe. Yeah, that's uh and from what I've been reading too, a uh, really good thing is it's actually shot as if it's a film, you know, the production and the quality is so good. Oh, it looks beautiful. I'm excited. I mean, I cannot, as, as a huge star Wars nerd, I mean, I don't know anyone who's not excited about it. This is not going to be a cheesy campy type uh, show. And I mean, they've already, the early the early tests on this already set it up uh saying you know that a uh, season two is likely to say a sequel but obviously it's not right well the fact that uh john favreau is behind it um says pretty much all you need to know i mean he is the one who basically rebooted the whole mcu with iron man um it it looks beautiful and like i said you don't have too much longer to wait no you just got literally uh two weeks and then it's it's out and we're going to talk a little more disney plus here in the episode but uh yeah one of the big ones i mean the big heavy hitter right out the gate for original programming is the mandalorian and uh they've got carl weathers aka chuz mcgee apollo i don't know if that was oh, his last oh, name in but, the uh... hips. yeah it's not you <laughs> I probably screwed that up. But nonetheless, Carl Weathers, uh, Apollo Creed there, he is going to be doing some, actually, uh, he's going to direct an episode, and I guess that episode was shot really well. So Um, I'm just excited for it. You know, it's taking, not necessarily, you know, it's in the world of Star Wars that we love and uh, introducing some new characters and tying it together. It's, it's, uh, yeah. I'm gushing over It'll here. Be nice... it's gonna be <laughs> It'll be a nice way to bridge the gap between, you know, the wrap-up of the Skywalker series and then uh, when they start coming out with new movies in a couple of years, um, which obviously as we learn more about that, we will let you yeah, know. Yeah, and um, what's great too is, you know, with the success of this and, you know, if they've already got other Star Wars TV shows lined up, you know, like uh, the Obi-Wan you know what happened after episode three leading four yep. so i that's gonna be awesome dude. i can't wait the cassian andor prequel yes. obviously a spoiler alert they couldn't do a sequel <laughs> why not, why not? 
It's a trap. All right. So if you do want Disney Plus, you can shell out $6.99 per month. You can pay by the year. Or if you are lucky enough like me, and I recently switched over to Verizon, Verizon is giving their customers Disney Plus free for one year. Get the bleep out of here. I didn't have my bleep button ready. You didn't have the no. button ready. Excellent. So just say excellent there. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm glad I switched to Verizon for other reasons than this. But I found out uh, a couple days ago that uh, they were offering it. The article I'm looking at doesn't say how to redeem it. My guess is that uh, you know once it comes out, you log in under your Verizon login information and uh, you get it from there and it's good for one um one subscription one, one customer yeah, account one um so you can watch that on your tv your mobile device um and what's good too is even if you don't have verizon don't worry disney plus is gonna be 6.99 you can also bundle it up with hulu and espn plus for a couple of different price packages um what a killer value i mean it's that lineup and we've shared it on our Facebook page. I mean, it would take almost a whole episode to like read everything coming out, but the, the amount of content that's dropping right out the gate is insane. Staggering. Yeah. Yeah. Now don't get frustrated. You're not going to see every MCU movie on there. Um, Not yet. yet, Cause a lot of those are still under contract with Netflix. So they'll still be airing there until their contract is up then they were poured over to the Disney plus streaming service. So um, just if you are unaware why you can't watch solo, I'm not sure anyone's really clamoring to go back and watch solo, <laughs> but if you are Netflix is still your place to go to watch that for now. So yeah. And what's great too, is my Netflix shuts the door on that whole crappy vault concept. I yeah. hated that with Disney. Never was a big fan of the vault. <laughs> like I get it. It drives the value of their movies up and, you know, back in the day, it was a really smart thing to do because you keep re-releasing these movies, re-releasing them, and making essentially the same money for slight to minor uh, tweaks, you know, VHS. So um, nowadays, it doesn't seem to work out so well. No, this is definitely the way to go. And uh, Disney's just going to make a boatload of money after this. You know, I'm sure after year one, they're going to bump it up to... Seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine, and you know, after a couple of years, it'll be same price as Netflix. But honestly, I still think it's worth it at that price. I, I'd be honest; it'd be worth it for you know the price of Netflix at this point. Netflix, I think, is at thirteen ninety nine, if I'm not mistaken. I pay almost fourteen, fifteen bucks. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of good shows too, so I'm happy with Netflix, and I'll still keep it. But still beats the hell out of uh, you know paying for cable. Now. Yep. The only thing bummer is something like tonight you can't watch uh, Monday Night Football, but you can always go down to the local pub and watch it if you really wanted to watch the Dolphins. Or you can get the uh, bundle that uh, with Disney Plus and ESPN app, and uh, you could have watched Monday Night Football there. No, no, I have ESPN Plus. Doesn't work. I thought it would. Seriously, yeah, ESPN Plus is kind of a bunk. Oh, deal. Yeah. It's good if you're uh, if you like uh, the classic uh, Sunday Night Countdown with Chris Berman and Tom Jackson. Um, we're going a little sports nerd for you here tonight. <laughs> but uh, and when you do that, you can watch 
that's how I've been keeping up with the NFL this season because I work on Sundays and I don't get to watch it. So I watch the highlight package with Berman and you know Jackson, and I pay five bucks a month. And it's also got Peyton's places, so Peyton Manning has a TV show, and then uh, yeah. you can go back and watch classic clips, and you watch UFC. So I mean, there's content, but the content that I'd want, like Monday Night Football, Sports Center, things of that nature, nope. Interesting. Yeah, it's a bummer. Huh. I mean, hey, charge a couple more bucks so I can watch those at least. You know, I'd love to watch right. around the horn or um, Sports Center and something. But anyways, more live live games yeah. for that matter. But you cannot do it. So, <laughs> all right, that does it for our TV news, uh, Tony. If you got your got finger ready. on the trigger, we'll give a shout out. Rick yep. Charles joining the show from Carson City, Nevada. Hello, Rick. Nice. All right, we are going to get into the weekend box office. Okay, I played this too early. We're doing weekend box office first, right? We are. Weekend box office. Tony's going off script. I totally, I totally dropped the ball. <laughs> All right, uh, number number one at the box office. Uh, I'm actually surprised that it stayed number one. What is this? Three no, weeks in a row. Maleficent did it last week yeah that's right that is so right we're saying that Zombieland did not did not take out the Joker but good old Maleficent did only to be taken back so our number one movie for this week was that Joker the Joker <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually the laugh too yep Brought in another eighteen point nine million uh, domestic total at this point, two hundred seventy-seven point six million uh, after four weekends in the theater. So it's been out there for four weekends worldwide. Currently at eighty-eight hundred forty-nine million. It is past. So it's, it's past. It's the number one R-rated movie now. Dead yeah, Dead yes. And Logan. And Logan. Did you see the uh, prior to that Ryan Reynolds uh, Twitter post? Like it had the no. Joker standing on the stairs, and it said like it had all the former R-rated uh, movies in gray, and it had Joker up top, and it said, "Congratulations, you son of a bitch." <laughs> so, you know, in the vein of being Deadpool, you know, that was their way of congratulating. So, you know, kudos to Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix for, uh, you know, it's, it's actually really surprising me how well it's doing. Um, I was telling Jimmy on uh, Pop Culture last night when we did a a quick review on it, he hadn't seen the movie, and he asked me what I thought. And I think it's a good movie, but it's just not what you think it is. You know, it's not your typical uh, comic book movie. It's uh, very much more or less a drama. I mean, it's really what it is. It's a a dramatic movie, you know, and it's it's not like he gets these superpowers to become evil. It's just legit a guy that has mental issues and gets picked on and picked on and pushed and pushed and he snaps. And I mean, that could happen in today's society. It doesn't have to be a comic book thing, but Joaquin Phoenix acting in it. Fantastic cinematography. Great. Um, I think it's worth it. And I even told Jimmy, I, if we were predicting it, I could see this movie getting at least four nominations for an Academy Award. You know, I would say best picture, best actor, 
best cinematography and, and possibly best director. But we'll see if that happens uh, come February, March when they announce all that stuff. But I regret Yeah. And de- definitely in the vein of, you know, the 70s, 80s Martin Scorsese type yeah. movies. Yeah. And it was a good movie. I mean, the only the only gripe I have is the way they tie in the whole Batman lineage. And, uh, and I'll save another point when we talk about something else Joker related here. All right. Uh, number two at the box office, as you mentioned, was Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, with eighteen point five million. Evil. Boy, Maleficent came in r- right behind uh, Joker, and uh, ten day domestic total of sixty five point four million. But I think it's far underperforming what Disney had expected for it. Yeah, you know it's doing well, but I mean. Disney's just been rolling. So, I mean, 65 mil, I mean, when we talk about a few other movies down this list, I mean, you're doing fine, you know. Right. You're going to make your money back on it. Boy, we, we hope so. <laughs> All right. Uh, in third place, actually, bumping its way back up was uh, The Addams Family, which is a poor animated adaptation. Is that, yeah. about, it? Is and that I, about your review on it? That's pretty close. Uh, and I see why it probably went up to third was, you know, obviously getting ready for Halloween. It's a good kids movie. Uh, well, it's a kids movie. Not necessarily good, but uh, my boys finally went and saw it. They enjoyed it. Um, but again, if you grew up with the Barry Sonnenfeld, um, Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values, uh, you, you're not going to enjoy yeah, this one. with M. Bison, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's Raul Julia. It, if you guys didn't know, so yeah. In fourth place was uh, Zombieland Double Tap with eleven point six million, and boy, did it fall! It's not performing well, as you know. It, it debuted number three, which I was bummed. I actually thought it was going to debut number one. I was very optimistic, at least number two um, last week, and it did not because we didn't do the box office report. Um, but it opened number three, and. Uh, it has fallen to number four. Um, we're going to save a discussion uh, for review time. That's our review movie of the week. So yep. I'm just going to kind of fish it right. there and just say, okay. Fifth place was a new horror movie called Countdown with 9 million. I haven't seen it. I hope it's the <laughs> not the final countdown. Yeah. No, it's a, uh, you know, the first time I saw it when I was watching uh, YouTube and you had to sit through one of the ads. This was one of the trailers I had to sit through. Why is Jimmy? Oh, is this the one with the this crappy trailer? Is this the one with the app yes. that tells you when you're going to yeah, die? Yeah. Um, like, uh, you are going to die in five, four, three. Oh, you're dead. <laughs> Nine million. I, I what, imagine- a, what an awesome opening. I would imagine they didn't have much faith in this. When I saw the trailer in front of uh, Zombieland, uh, they just said, coming soon. It didn't give a date. It didn't yeah. have anything along those right. lines. It's, it's I figured be crapping its way into theaters one of these days, and maybe you'll see it, maybe you won't. Kind of like, right, I was thinking like February. You know, God, not it's not in the top ten, but a week it's away. another crappy movie, <laughs> that Jexy. How in the hell does crap like that make it to the theater? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, sixth place was another trailer that I saw. I had no idea it was coming out the following week. Uh, Black and Blue at $8.3 million with uh, Naomi Harris and Tyrese Gibson. Yeah, you guys don't need to go see it in theaters. Let's just let's be real. Watch the trailer on YouTube. 
you get the gist. You pretty much see the movie. It basically gives away the entire. <laughs> you know what's going to happen. I mean, and it looks good. That's the bad thing is it looks like it's a pretty good flick, but it doesn't look theater quality because the person that did the trailer gave away way too much. And that yep, is a big pet that they did. I'm sure that is of yours as well. Yeah, it no one is. wants to hear that. So, uh, Black and Blue, another impressive 8.3 debut. <laughs> Seventh place uh, with four million was Gemini Man from Ang Lee and uh, Will Smith playing himself twice. You made a human out of another human. Well, he's not playing himself, but he's yeah. You know what? I yeah, mean. Gemini. I, mean, I yeah. still want to see this movie. It is tanking epic proportions at the. I want to see it too, and I actually heard it wasn't too yeah. bad. It's just I think with everything else that's out right now, it's. You know, just lower on the totem yeah. pole than what people want to see yeah, right and now. I think a lot of it too is the way it was shot. It was shot in what sixty k, something like that. Oh yeah, Whatever no. The next highest like... resolution it was. It was shot that, and a lot of theaters couldn't properly show it. And I think it was like one hundred and twenty-eight frames yeah, per second or something like that. I know yeah. it's playing at the Brighton Theater up the road from my house, and it, uh, it's the only movie I've ever seen that says. 3D plus 4K RF viewing. And I'm like, what the hell is that? So, Hey, you still have time to watch yeah, it. I got time. I didn't go see it tonight, but uh, you know. there's only one showing. <laughs> it's, it's pretty late, so I didn't go see it tonight. So the eighth place movie is a horror thriller starring uh, Batman and the Green Goblin <laughs> yeah. called The Lighthouse with three million. Uh, it's... <laughs> Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. And uh, if the director has anything to do with the quality of this movie, I would not recommend go seeing it. Uh, Robert Eggers is the director. He directed The Witch, which everybody said is the scariest movie of all time. Tony and I both saw it, and it was terrible. One of the worst movies ever freaking made. Awful. Yeah. Paul Blart was better than that crap, and I hate Paul Blart. Pretty, pretty bad. Yep. Ninth, ninth place was uh, The Current War with $2.7 million, uh, talking about, uh, you know, Thomas Edison and George Westinghouse and uh, Nikola Tesla, a biopic that stars uh, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, never heard of yep. it. Benedict Cumberbatch and Tom Make it Holland. sound enticing with those two. And General Zod and Beast. And the soundtrack done by Tesla. <laughs> that would be pretty funny all right and then uh let's see that was ninth place where's where's tenth place number 10 oh abominable another animated movie how to, how to train your dragon with a snowman or a yep. yeti whatever all right, and then the big one coming out uh, this upcoming weekend on Friday is Terminator Dark oh, Fate, which uh, we'll go into a little early review here uh, in a little bit. But uh, that one, The Irishman, which is Martin Scorsese's uh, crime epic that's also hitting Netflix a little bit later in the month, uh, is doing a limited run in theaters so that it's in Oscar contention. Ooh, very nice. Um, our friend Shana um, is actually a part of rolling that out. Yeah, oh, she was doing very pictures. Cool. Uh, and they had a real, they had like a mob, you know, theme, very like uh, whatever era that was. Scorsese esque. Yeah, very cool looking. So, 
I don't think Sean All listens right. to the show, but shout out to you, Sean. <laughs> now, Tony, if you want to get ready for now the we'll movie do the movie news. Gosh, I'm there you go. I'm looking at the phone. Here we go. Do it. I killed a key master. Laugh it up, fuzzball. We came, we saw, we picked it up. This baby hit 28 miles per hour. All right, all right, all right. So uh, the first bit is actually our review of Zombieland Double Tap. Uh, We both had a chance to see it uh, opening weekend. Uh, Brings back Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone, Abigail Breslin. Uh, Brings in a couple people that you obviously recognize. And... uh, Honestly, Tone, it was the most fun I've had in the movie theater in a while. You know, I don't go see a lot of comedies in the theater just because, you know, comedies tend to not last very long there. But, uh, (laughs) you know, this was big budget. It was funny. Um, Not as good as Zombieland 1. I'll say that. But uh, I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I was in Seattle this last week and then... uh... The girlfriend was cool with me. Um, so thanks, Lauren. Shout out to you. Again, you're probably not listening tonight either. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, she was cool. She was tired one night, and I, I was I was still wide awake. We had an AMC bias, so I went and saw uh, Zombieland last Saturday. And I went in. Um, I didn't go in with super high expectations because I did that with Dumb and Dumber 2 when they brought back Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. It's one of my favorite movies. It just didn't live up to it. Like most things don't. When you it takes a right. long time to do a sequel, you get your hopes up. And this one's what twelve yeah, years? Nine later? years? No, sorry, ten years. Nine ten years. years. We'll get this. Ten years. Okay. Yeah, the original was in two thousand nine, <laughs> and I gotta say, from the from the beginning, the humor to the badass metallic intro. I always said one of my favorite intros was the first yep. Zombie Land. Uh, with for whom the bell tolls, you know, and now this one's master of puppets and they're just master of puppets. Exactly. They're just mowing down. It's awesome. I talk with my hands and all the water. Apologize. I can see it off the corner. <laughs> it's the Italian. It's the in Italiano. You. But uh, yeah, man, Zombieland lives up to the sequel expectations. It's not better than the original, but it's just as good. It just it flows great. The humor's awesome. The acting's there. And even the additional characters, while I thought like on the previews they were going to be really annoying and bad, actually brought their own charm and humor to the movie. Oh my god! I think Zoe Deutsch's uh, Madison was one of the highlights yeah. of the movie. Oh my god! Like, that was hilarious. I can just stand as the hummer. Are you going to like make me ice cream? And then uh, Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch uh, as sort of the yeah, doppelgangers. Yeah. Uh, that that was spot That's on. Right. Now, um, let, let's just get the gripe because you and I are a couple of Nevada boys. And anyone listening from Nevada knows it said Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> hey, you say Nevada. Don't like that. It's Nevada. It's not hard. Uh, yeah. Ro- Rosario so- Dawson's character is Nevada. But the whole time they call her Nevada. She calls herself Nevada. Down. That's the only part I didn't like. And it, what was cool, though, I can kind of give it an up after that down because uh, when she's like, I'm from Washoe Valley, Reno. So it's northern Nevada, which is great because yeah. we're northern Nevada boys. 
Right. Everybody would assume Vegas, but uh, so, no. If when they said Tony, Washo, if, I'm like that. Yep. Yeah. If you had seen the movie here, I saw it in a packed theater. The first time she said Nevada, everybody in the theater went ah. They just groaned audibly. Yes. And uh, it's one of those things that everybody outside of Nevada seems to call it Nevada, but uh, it is actually yeah, Nevada. Nevada. And if you're in Colorado, it's Arvada, not Arveda. And it's not Westminster, <laughs> it's Westminster. Just helping you out. And also, if anyone fell victim to this randomly, uh, Colorado is not bordering Mexico. We don't need a wall along Colorado. Just throwing that out. Is that something they're talking about? <laughs> Did you not catch that? We don't no. know politics, but I got to tell you the story. So, so, uh, so the, our president, um, he was saying, we're going to build a wall. And you know why New Mexico is going to love us? Because we're going to build them a beautiful wall. And Colorado is going to love us because we're going to build them a wall. It's going to be the greatest wall that you can't climb over or under. It's going to be huge. And we're going to also put it in Texas. Texas is also getting a wall. Kansas, they don't get a wall. Last I checked, Maybe. Colorado didn't need a wall unless you're blocking out uh, New Mexico. And, yeah, you got that whole New Mexico buffer in yes, between. Unless you're going to go up and just like New Mexico's counted. But uh, anyway, so if you didn't hear that, right. there you go. I'll well, send you the clip. It's quite humorous. It's not doctored, it's not it, fake, it actually happened. And if Colorado was closer to Mexico, they'd have better Mexican food. Oh, we would. It's true. Yeah. Touché, touché. Yep. All right. So Zombieland for me is a four out of five, a eight and a half out of ten, whatever metric you want to put on it. I it liked was it. Two thumbs up. I'd give it a good, definitely worth seeing in a theater. Um, it's one of those movies I'd like to see again, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. So, you know, if you get a chance, it's it's a lot of fun. You'll have a good time. And obviously, don't go in there with the real, the realist, like looking for realism. There's nothing. And stay for the extra credits. There's there's a uh, fun surprise in there. So all the way to the yeah. very end, even very worth yep. staying through. Um, but other than that, yeah, I agree with you. Two thumbs up, great movie, definitely worth watching. Um, I did not write a horrible review for it this time around. Just didn't have time. Yeah. You still have. Well, I wouldn't say have time, but well, you still I can, can still do it. Yeah, sometimes Some I'm bad point. and I don't. Yeah. I see movies and then I just don't have time to write them. You know, it's all right. You're He's a busy guy. Things, but yeah, I kind of neglect the poor, <laughs> horrible review page. So yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to our next story about a uh, movie that is also still in theaters. Uh, we're talking Gemini Man. And uh, at the end of its theatrical run, it is expected to lose $75 million coming in under budget, uh, which obviously, you know, probably had a, a very large budget uh, just to make the film. Uh, looks like total production budget about one hundred and five. Forty million, um, with marketing another hundred million on top of that. Hopefully, they can make some of that money back uh, with the streaming releases, uh, you know, home video, whatever it is. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't. I haven't been able to contribute to it, but uh, I would like to I see do. it. It looks good, and I think it's crazy cool how they got Will Smith. You know, they made him look young. He looks like the Fresh Prince in the in the movie. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, the 
technology is there now. Obviously, Marvel has perfected it. DC is still struggling with it a little bit. Uh, just go back and watch Aquaman, and everybody looks, you know, like they've got some weird digital mask yeah. on. Talking about Nicole Kidman and, uh, um, you know, who played the father. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It's a DC movie. I guess what? I don't remember half that. Tomorrow, something or other <laughs> in any case uh, but it looks like they did it right especially with the frame rates and the ultra 4k um you have to get it just right in order to make it look spot on absolutely uh real quick uh to break away from movies um rick charles chimed in and said he's looking forward to seeing the joker in midway rick you'll enjoy the joker i am also excited to see midway how the Midway, Midway looks, looks good. Really good. So wanted to acknowledge, and Anthony, you had put out a question. Um, I will answer uh, when we get to um, the trailer of the week. We will address your question as well. This is nice. Nice yes. interaction in that with the uh, Facebook Live. This is cool. I know. Huh. The first for us to actually interact with, you know, during. So there you go. So I'm glad you're keeping an eye on it. Throughout the show. Yeah. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> Unless you're listening I've got tomorrow, my... then it's too late. Don't. Exactly. I, I have my computers running the streams and all of that. And so they're, you know, just on the top of their load of, of what they need to do. So um, unfortunately, I can't watch the live playback and, and no, chime in. No, so luckily, it's, it's Tony's tough. doing like, that. I'm, I, see, I see you here. I'm right here. And then I've got the Facebook live and I'm sliding over to the news story here. So trying to stay focused, you know. It's kind of hard when you're ADD and you're all over the damn place. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, the next story, and uh, again, about another movie that's still in theaters. We're talking about uh, Joker. Looks like uh, Joker 2 is in development. Which is obviously no surprise. It, it made a ton of money. Uh, relatively low budget compared to most uh quote-unquote superhero movies because this is definitely not one of those um but basically uh we got this covered released the story that uh they are working on this and that uh, while joker 2 you know focused on his descent into madness i'm sorry joker 1 focused on his descent into madness joker 2 will focus on his rise as the clown prince of crime potentially crossing path with other batman villains um which is interesting because they tried to stay away from that sort of stuff, but uh, sounds like yeah, you know, with the money it's making, they may get into the superhero genre. Yeah, don't, don't, if I can chime in for a second, the only way I see this works is you have to tie it with Robert Pattinson's Batman somehow. It's the only yeah. way you can, I seriously, I, this only way you can make it work. I mean, if you sit there and you blatantly ignore the batman side of things but yet you're you know you're building up other villains that you cross paths with from the batman universe you're doing you're doing the whole thing at a a disservice and it's and it's going to piss a lot of batman fans off um kind of like i don't want to ruin the movie joker for anybody but there's some element that they have to tie into the batman franchise somehow and the way they do it i don't like and that's just because it's not a. It's not how it's done in the comics and how it's portrayed. Is yeah, it's just you'll see what I mean. Or if you've seen it, you know what I mean. And I'm not knocking it because I just told you the Joker was a great movie, but it was intended to be a standalone. Now you go in the secret right. universe. Now you're kind of taking, uh, you're taking, 
you're doing what the studio wants you to do. So now you're taking your vision and you're trying to apply that what worked the first time while trying to build a superhero or a comic book franchise and it could get real sticky and DC is really bad at doing it. Um, my advice is definitely if you're going to tie in the Joker into the Batman universe, Joaquin Phoenix is your Joker. Don't care how pissed off Jared Leto gets, his Joker absolutely sucked. And yep. he's all pissed off and making the rounds like, well, I was I was betrayed by Warner Brothers. No, dude, your Joker just straight sucked. I know yeah, Lacey's going to be uh, pissed that I said that she loves Jared Leto. Lacey, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it was terrible. But, terrible. But, you know, that, Jared Leto's Joker sucked a fat one. He was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had heard that uh, when he found out about this project, uh, he tried to get his management. They called the upper brass at Warner's, Warner Brothers trying to get it shut down. Um, but I'm, I'm so glad that they yeah, at least moved on with this. But, uh, you know, it sounds to me, and obviously I haven't seen Joker yet, that it would almost be better just as a one-off standalone, just leave it as is, and then, you know, move on yeah. with the Batman universe but I, but I will with say Robert Pattinson. You can tie... If you got to tie the Joker into the Batman franchise, definitely have Joaquin Phoenix do it. But make him, make him, Mike Trang did, Leto sucks. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but no, if you made him just crazy, you know, like he has the chops to do it. So definitely keep, um, keep Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. That's great. I'm happy with it. You know, he's definitely not you no know, Heath Ledger. But he does his own great take on it. And uh, I can't wait for you to see it so that way we can discuss it. You know, maybe not so much on the show, but outside of the show, because I'd love to get your take on it. And uh, um, yeah, the whole thing is you got to tie it into Batman. I mean, I just, if you build its own little franchise off to the side while you're still building Robert Pattinson's Batman over here, it's going to get confusing. It's like the damn TV show. You have a bitchin' flash on your, on your TV network for DC, but then right. when you bring in the Justice League, you bring in a completely different Flash. Just bring in the dude you have. It's what the fans want. I, gives me a headache. <laughs> well, Warner, Warner Brothers doesn't make the best no. decisions in their comic book movies, but hopefully they're headed in the right direction. Um, just on a weird side note, I saw a, a video that somebody did of the Joker when he's dancing down the steps. I guess there's yeah, a yeah. large staircase. They dubbed over the music and audio from like a Cialis commercial and then put in the little disclaimers as they went along. And it just fits so perfectly. You know, our uh, buddy Matt, he uh, posted, uh, I think he posted it to the, t- to the tune of uh, WWF wrestler Shawn Michaels, his old uh, his oh, sexy really? boy music, and then just watch it. Uh-huh. It's funny. So the wrestling <laughs> nerds and fans out there, Check that shit out. It's it's pretty good. Something to check out if you're going yeah, down it's the, just like the perfect YouTube meme. rabbit hole. And his dancing in there is just wild. Like the, it's like the freaking Elaine from Seinfeld. Right. <laughs> his laugh, though, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving away from the Joker onto a movie that comes out this week. We are talking Terminator Dark Fate uh, on Joe Blow. A little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> um, Joe Blow did a review of it, and uh, 
they're giving it a nine out of 10, uh, saying that it is, you know, bringing everybody back to the iconic role that the, uh, um, you know, it's a satisfying powerhouse. Obviously Jim Cameron is involved with it, uh, directed by Tim Miller. Um, I think it looks like a fantastic Terminator movie. Um, and hopefully it helps us forget the actual Terminator three and everything beyond that yeah, as well. I was saying this on pop culture last night. We had, uh, we, this was the movie of the week. This is the only movie we talked about last night was Terminator. And, uh, you know, the initial trailer, I was like, eh, it looks kind of in the vein of Genesis again, you know, Genesis I was excited for and it just, yeah. and, um, I'm like watching this and I'm the first trailer was like, okay, then you see it, you know, you see some more and, um, the more you hear about it, um, Siri thinks I'm talking to her, by the way. <laughs> Who's the Terminator? Her name is Carl. Carl. Um, but, uh, no, man, it's, they basically, I think, you know, like you said, you bring Jim Cameron back in the fold. You got Linda Hamilton Schwarzenegger, you pull kind of, uh, uh, uh the force awakens type deal where you include the original cast, but the new cast kind of eliminate the old cast so that we can stay forward with your new cast. And on yeah. money. But at least it ties in the fans into an impelling, a compelling story. And I'm excited for it, man. This is essentially Terminator three, like Terminator three salvation Genesis. That really didn't happen. I, if they could men in black flash you right now, they would, they would check you. <laughs> But yeah, I'm digging that. Well, it got I, good early reviews. That comes out this week. I definitely will be seeing it uh, this weekend. But a nine out of ten, man, that's pretty damn strong. So I will be as yeah, well. I'm excited for it. So good. And uh, we'll, we'll give you our review on the next episode. Yeah, we'll have that. So stay tuned. So come in for episode forty. More interactions because we're going to try to, you know, we want to try to lay down a. Uh, consistent time for our fans but for now it's kind of hopefully it'll this seems to be a good time we'll try to do these uh try to have a more consistent one for you so thanks for tuning in tonight nonetheless the show's not over no thank (laughs) yeah things have been crazy for us Uh, obviously we're getting ready for the pop culture con uh, in a couple weeks but uh I think we'd like to at least get another one, maybe two episodes in before then, because uh, that will be a uh, big episode for us. Yeah, I can't wait for that. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun, too, doing a uh, live podcast from there. I mean, we'll have the sound bites, but that's okay. It's going to be cool to to be in the same room with you doing this versus uh, from Nevada and Colorado and uh, getting the delayed streams and me constantly looking down at my phone or Drinking whatever fruity beverage I have this evening, which is going to be a stem cider. Yeah, what's the beverage? Mm, manly. Very manly. It's a step up from the Princess Yum Yum. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right. This week's trailer of the week is the final trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. It debuted during uh, Monday Night Football last weekend. Uh, was probably the most exciting part of Monday Night Football. But uh, I can't wait. I mean, it comes out on my birthday, which makes it even that well, much makes better. It the, the ultimate, ultimate. And this tie, uh, trailer just sort of ties everything together, shows us the direction that it's going, but they do the perfect job of not giving away the story, which, as we mentioned earlier, is a huge gripe. 
and uh, really leaving us guessing, you know, do uh, uh, Ray and Kylo remain enemies? Do they work together? Do they fight the Emperor? Does the Emperor come back as a ghost? You got that scene where they're going toe-to-toe on the ship, but then all of a sudden they're like thrashing a stormtrooper. Yeah. And and this trailer is so cool. In fact, now I'm going to get to Anthony Rodriguez's question. He had asked, uh, why is someone putting the carbonite in the trailer? I thought the first that was first introduced in Empire. It was first introduced in the Empire, and it doesn't really tell us who's in the carbonite and why. That's the that's the joy of the tease, and just in my opinion. And of course, you can let me know your thoughts, Chris, on this. Um, I'm thinking if there's any way you can keep the damn Emperor around. That I mean, the only way it makes sense is he fell into carbonite when he was dropped. That you know, um, in uh, Return of the Jedi, and there, you know, and uh, the whole thing there. I think he was just he was frozen and he's unfrozen. I, the only thing that makes sense to me, but I don't right. know. That's or something so... we're gonna have to um, we'll have to find out on December twentieth. But uh, that's just my yeah. Thought. Ooh, I like that theory. Then, or maybe he was so badly injured that the only way to save him was to freeze him in carbonite until they you know, had the ability to bring him back and and repair them, yeah. so to speak. So we, great, great we will see. Great observation on there, Anthony. Good job. And Lacey, I yeah. you know it's a school night. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for the uh, lovely comments. And uh, speaking of Carbonite, if you go back and watch the Mandalorian trailer, they've got a whole rack of people in Carbonite. So uh, it's kind of cool that they're bringing that you know, back into the Mandalorian, which makes sense because they're bounty hunters. And that's a, I guess, an easy way to uh, move your cargo. Yeah. Sorry. I was responding. I was, I, I knew you were carrying the show golden voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I looked over and you were looking down, I was like, ah, no, no, it's sorry. Got to keep going. Flying to Rick there. So he said he missed playing drums with you back in high school. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good, good like, memories just discovered the show tonight so rick thank you for tuning in buddy awesome yeah we just had nevada day here and you know the nevada day parade and would march in that and a lot of fun a lot of good memories lucky i actually i missed it like i miss it every year for some reason like i actually get a little weepy on the inside well it's an extra day off for everybody <laughs> Not for me, I worked. But It used to be on Halloween every year when I was a kid. So the joy was you went trick-or-treating on the 30th in Carson and then on the 31st on the real Halloween. That was Nevada Day. They did the parade. You ate the candy. And then if your parents were willing, you could go up to Douglas or Reno or wherever that was outside of Carson City and you could actually do Halloween again. So We never got to do that. We weren't that cool. No. Yeah. All right, we we digress a little bit, but uh, sticking in the realm of uh, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, uh, pre-sale tickets went on sale a little less than a week mm-hmm. ago and uh, immediately broke the record for Avengers Endgame within one hour. Um, obviously, people are excited to see this movie. Um, I'm one of them. I haven't gotten my tickets yet. It's because uh, I bought, I don't know, where's the camera there? You can't see it, but you kind of see it. Anyways, I bought a bunch of them, so. Did you? <laughs> not on purpose, well, you know. You get the big group, and it's like, are we going? Are we not going? Yeah, we're going. We'll pay you. Okay, so. 
and you buy them. Yeah, and it, it's tough if you've got more than two people going to try and coordinate that, especially for a big release like this. But uh, for me, if I'm going by myself, I'll go to you know a 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning showing, and I usually have no problems finding a seat. Yeah, no, it's good. We're going to catch the uh, 19th, um, so the 6.15 showing. Uh, so we're doing that. And then I'm being total geek that night. So I'm seeing it with uh, the with my normal group that we see every, you know, we've gone as a big group to see the last two. And then right after that, an hour later, I'm going to the Alamo Daft house in Westminster. And then I'm going to go see it with two other friends. Is Daft Punk playing? What's that? No, no Daft Punk. No, it's, if you come, when you come to Colorado, I got to take you this theater. It's called the Alamo Daft house. And uh, it's actually the Alamo draft Draft house. house. Yeah. (laughs) No. Well, not <laughs> That's why I'm giving you a hard time. The damn name right, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Draft House, you know, yeah. So, fantastic theater, a lot of fun. So, I'll be seeing uh, Star Wars uh, twice on uh, on their presale night, the 19th. So, <laughs> you you did something that my girlfriend does all the time, oh, where uh, you yeah. take a name and you just slightly get it wrong, like. Uh, yeah, you know, if she was saying like, oh, yeah, you know, there's uh, the new Star Wars coming out with Obi-Wan Kenobi or you know, <laughs> something along those lines, you know. Obi-Wan. <laughs> Obi-Wan Chunk tonight. But, uh, yeah, I would strongly suggest trying to get your tickets now if you are in an area where uh, theaters are going to fill up pretty quick. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be a great movie, I hope. I mean, I like to think it's going to be great. Is the last Jedi wasn't so great, but I still liked it. It just wasn't great. Yeah. All right, and then moving on to our final story in the uh, movie section. Uh, if you've been following the news recently, at least in the entertainment side of things, uh, Martin Scorsese and uh, Francis Ford Coppola came out and basically ripped apart, at least in in their minds, uh, you know, superhero movies and and genre type movies saying that they have no place in cinema, um, that, uh, you know, they're not real movies, calling them theme park or despicable forms of entertainment. And, uh, you know, obviously we disagree. Otherwise we wouldn't do the show, but uh, Disney boss by Bob Iger came out and basically tried to, you know, put them in their place and saying, you know, you know, he's puzzled by it. If they want to bitch about movies, it's their right, but it seems so disrespectful to all people that work on those films who are working just as hard as the people who work on their films. Um, you know, Ryan Coogler, who made Black Panther, is somehow doing something less um, significant than what Martin Scorsese or France Ford Coppola have done in any of their movies. Um, you know, it, they're taking a stance that obviously is very unpopular. Um, I, there's room for all of it. You know, he's got a three and a half hour movie coming out on Netflix. Yeah. And um, that's not for everybody. I mean, that's, he's got, and just is he more pissed because like Marvel movies are aimed at all ages and all types, you know, and not necessarily mob movies and dramatic movies. Cause I mean, hell the departed is one of my favorite movies. I think it's a fantastic movie. You know what I right. also and they're no longer Avengers Endgame. I mean, you, yeah, you like what you like. 
And, and they're really not cheesy or campy, not like, you know, Batman and Robin or, you know, Batman Forever. They're making good movies that uh, are emotional, that are funny, that uh, are action-packed and, you know, tell really good, solid stories. Um, and I'm referring only to the MCU movies and not the, the DC no, ones. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you just can't with DC. There's a couple of good DC movies, but Yeah. But uh, you know what? They're the old school of um, filmmakers. And, you know, uh, like Bob Iger said, they're entitled to their opinion. But at the same time, um, I, I certainly don't see it as less cinema than uh, The Department. Yeah, I don't either. I think, you know, it's its own. It's a different take. Like, here's the thing. Scorsese and Coppola are guys that are directors that are going to get nominated films for Best Pictures and best directors things like that the marvel movies are never going to get those that's just not what they're known for but they will get maybe like best visual uh best sound editing you know the lesser oscar sure but i mean it's just one hand or the other you know it's like you make your movies to be academy driven like you want the accolades for the movies where you know the director like the russo brothers or anyone that makes the other movies like uh, John Favreau, any of them, it's uh, where I want to go and lose my words here. They're just (laughs) making very entertaining movies. They're putting butts in the seat. They're making what, what is the best part of going to the movie theater experience is seeing a fun movie on the big screen. We can eat some greasy ass popcorn, kick back and get lost for two to three hours. Just immersed, you know, and, and well, not not only that, but the actors that they work with, a lot of them appear in Marvel and superhero movies. I mean, you know, Matt Damon, yeah. you know, he had that actually a uh, couple small parts in uh, Thor Ragnarok and uh, Deadpool 2. Um, Robert De Niro was just in yeah. Joker. So, you know, is he secretly like Scorsese apparently had some parts to that uncredited or something or. Right. So. It is what it is. You know, I agree. I think the bitching, it just sounds like sour grapes to me. It's like their films are not making near as much as this because it's just, it's just not what it's aimed at. Like you're not going to go to your local Walmart or Target and get a departed action figure or, you know, pop. <laughs> I know that possibly. Yeah. But yeah, but you're not going to get no actual toy revenue out of that. You know? No, no. So it is what it is. Sour grapes. Yep. Not much you can do about it, but there is room in this world for all kinds of movies and even more platforms now than ever. So uh, obviously he's experimenting with Netflix, and uh, I think it'll do him just fine. That does it for movie news. Tony, I think it is get that finger on the button. Last segment of the night, folks. If you're still tuning in, thank you very much. I know we are running a little long, but we're on the last segment, so here we roll in. Yeah, I think that one more than any has uh, some weird volume. Yeah ebbs and flows to it yeah so did that one do the same thing kind of go in we'll have to yeah do a video game one that's kind of long anyways i need to trim it down so 
Yeah, it's all right. All right, uh, first bit of video game news. If uh, you aren't glued to your TV on November 12th for Disney+, Plus, uh, there's a chance you could be glued to your TV a week later on November 19th when uh, Google Stadia is launched. This is Google's web-based video game platform. So you no longer have to buy a console uh, like a PlayStation or an Xbox. You don't have to wait hours for a game to download. All of it is played directly through the web, through the cloud. Games are available to you instantly. And uh, all you really need is Google Chrome. You could run a old version of a PC or a laptop. And as long as you've got Google Chrome, you're good to go. And, uh, you know, you'll get great frame rates. Uh, you basically just need a good internet connection. And so I've, I've been excited about this since I heard about it. Um, all of the big platformer games are going to be available on it. Um, but uh, yeah, in a couple of weeks, we're going to see the very first ones hitting the consumer. And uh, hopefully the news is as good as I hope it is. Yeah, I, th I, think, it's, I think it's really cool the way they're going. Um, I think that if, the whole fact you don't have to have another console is great. And if this is if this is successful, I got a feeling when the next next year's Xbox, whatever they call that, and the PlayStation Five, I got a feeling that's the end of the consoles. You know, then everything's going to go to that kind of digital. Because the problem is, is you start to have too many boxes. You can only have so many right. consoles plugged in. You know, and uh, I think the way they're going about it's very cool. Um, I'm gonna definitely. I'm not picking it up on day one or anything. Um, definitely something I'll be watching and monitoring as I'm a big fan of video yeah. games and as you are. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see what it's like. And uh, you know, it's always risky uh, when you go with new systems, especially if they're right out the gate launching. You probably don't want to jump right on it right away unless it's getting quality good reviews. Like, I mean, if it's got a great fan base out the gate and it's got a following then you're fine because you just don't want to fall victim and accidentally you know let's say you get out this and it, at least it's not very expensive right like uh the price it's 9.99 a month or you can get the uh, launch edition which is 129 includes the controller a um uh, google what is it google, the... google tv google yeah. Chromecast, that's what it's called. Um, you know, the controller itself is, what, 70 bucks, but uh, still far less than you would pay for a brand new PlayStation or, or Xbox. Yeah, it's cheaper than a Nintendo Switch as well. So, uh, yep. you know, it's definitely... And you get all the, pretty much the same games, except for not yeah, the Nintendo the games. Nintendo but. type stuff. But, you know, it does look very cool, and uh, there's there's something that's, that's really huge. Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to say it now. I mean, it's going to kind of tie into our next game that we're going to talk about. But the fact that you don't have to spend hours upon hours installing games to your hard drive, that alone is a huge win. I mean, that's just massive. And I'll explain why here in a few. <laughs> well, and yeah, there's, there's nothing worse than getting a new game, you know, especially if it's a game you pre-ordered. You know, you go down, you pick it up, you're all excited, you get back, you throw the disc in. And then you wait. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you and wait. Was, and you wait. You know, that was the, the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare. You know, that's that. And it also sucks if you, you're on you're in a household where a bunch of people are using the Internet at the same time. It's longer. <laughs> it took, I shit you not, five hours 
Oh. It was an 80, 84 gig install. Seriously. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And I can tell you, I played just a little bit. Whereas if I could have just played while, like maybe I could have just played the campaign while it was uploading or maybe some multiplayer. I mean, just a little right. sample portion. I couldn't even do that. So, so if Stadia can right the wrongs in those and the load times and things like that, then great. You know, because that was well, since... pissed me off. Five hours, man, like of time that I was like, I could sit and literally play the new Call of Duty, have a good, thorough review going into the show. But you know, thanks. <laughs> well, so. Since freaking gigs on my damn hard drive since you've already moved us into the next story uh, we're talking call of duty uh, modern warfare which looks fantastic um, i was going to ask you if you picked it up sounds like you did haven't had much of a chance to play it yet obviously but so far what is your impression oh, it's awesome um it, it's definitely a nice throwback to the call of duty games you know i thought they started getting really good when you got um uh, when you got to Modern Warfare, so that was basically Call of Duty 4. I don't know when that dropped, 2008, 7, 8, something like that. And that was after World at War? Yeah, it was after World at War, and they were making really good ones. It's like Treyarch would do one, and then Infinity Ward would do the next one, and they went really good, and then they kind of got off the rails. They got too futuristic and too phony baloney. It got Because it started out just as a very vintage, you know, old World War II type game, and Right. And modern warfare took place in current times. So, you know, what you had available to you was, you know, what, you know, militaries currently have available. And then, like you said, you know, they started getting a little too futuristic. And and, the last one played a lot like uh, what I what I think Fortnite is like. I'm not a big, you know, I've seen people play Fortnite. I haven't actually played it. But the last Call of Duty um, was it Black Ops 4. That was like the big thing. There was no campaign it was just multiplayer and the whole thing was just a battle royale basically and you had to get in while the stupid map closed in on you and and it just wasn't that great i didn't really enjoy that game a whole lot um but this one uh kind of goes back um i haven't got to play the multiplayer but you know um it did get great reviews from ign uh the campaign though from what i've played is awesome i've always been a big campaign player first and then going to the multiplayer because i like the stories they're good um this one brings back uh, captain john price and uh you know it's it's not really i guess tied to the other modern warfares it's like a different kind of a reboot essentially but uh i'll tell you what though um definitely a great game do i recommend picking it up on right away probably wait until black friday in a few weeks i bet you'll be able to get it on sale so i probably hold off on on the purchase with that but all in all it is worth the pickup it is one of the better call of duties i played recently i haven't really been into the last couple of them so this is this is a nice addition so um yeah i've always i always like the single player campaigns because it got you familiar with the controls the way the you know the engines worked and uh that way you weren't going into multiplayer and just getting creamed by somebody who's been playing it for you know 40 hours straight like i can tell you roommates kids they've already beaten the campaign they've already seriously three times but (laughs) that's the joys of being a kid where you don't work and you can do that all day you know i don't get the luxury of that lifestyle so yeah, it's funny. I see the uh, um, the 
ads for it on TV, you know, around the football games. And uh, the graphics look beautiful. They look spot on. The face CGI models look great. Every time I see those, it makes me think about the uh, EA Star Wars game that's coming out and the face models that they have there and wondering why they can't get it right. Call of Duty nailed it. Gears of War 5. Nailed Terrible. it. Now, this is kind of a rant. We're not going to review this game, but there is a game they just released, and and they should be embarrassed that it got released. And I'm talking uh, uh, WWE 2K20 from 2K Games. Just mm-hmm. when we're off the off the air, if you get a chance, just just Google just 2K20 glitches. The amount of glitches in this game is nuts. Like one of the characters, like uh, on the covers, well, their cover girl Becky Lynch is their 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 face cover, right? Well, she comes to the ring and she's seriously her face is missing. It's just eyeballs and like teeth. <laughs> kind of a fail, guys. Kind of a fail. And then another thing is the graphics look straight out of PlayStation Two. Yeah, it sounds like they went quantity over quality. Like they tried to dra- cram as many characters as they could yeah. in and get it out as quickly hell, as they could. The roster. I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, they have everybody and anybody. Jesus, that does not get a Rick. I'll get, give it a Rick Flair woo, woo, just to get him in. But but I agree with you. <laughs> Getting back to why can't they get the face models right? Because Call of Duty has down pat looks phenomenal. Yeah, and it's a great game. So yeah, definitely worth a pickup on that. So um, um, it's a definite buy. But I would tell you, wait if you can, wait a few weeks on Black Friday. I guarantee you, it's going to go on sale. Um, luckily, where I work, odds are it's going to go on sale within thirty days, and I can get a price adjustment. Yeah, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but the Call of Duty games are a lot like the Madden games, where you know, you you wait long enough, and it'll cost you nothing to yeah, own that's it. So I didn't buy Madden twenty. I made the mistake of buying Madden. No, I bought Madden eighteen with Antonio Clown on the front last year, and uh, he yeah. uh, that uh, that game I got for like ten bucks on Black Friday last year. Right. See, it's all about saving and knowing. And we'll be sure to tell you guys where you can get these hot deals, you know, by tuning in. But uh, well, um, what I'm hoping goes on sale on Black Friday is what we're talking about next. The arcade one-up machines that we've been talking about for weeks now, and they keep, you know, revealing more and more games that are coming out, uh, are now available at Walmart of all places. And, uh, you know, they're not overly priced. They're pretty good prices. Um, if there's Black Friday, forget it. I'm, I'm all yeah. over it. Um, but, I mean, we're talking about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade, the original. Um, Childhood dream right at there. Wal- I mean, you, have, you yep. have Turtles 1 and Turtles in Time on there. Yep. And only $399. Yeah. So if you want a full-size arcade camp, arcade cabinet in your uh, house. I mean, these are basically like the originals when, you know, you'd go to the bowling alley or the skating rink or wherever it was back in the day and play play these uh, games. The original turtles uh, at uh, Carson lanes when I was a little kid, Yeah, my parents would bowl down there. It was uh, turtles and uh, they never got turtles in time at that one. I think I did turtles in time at uh, pinion Plaza, which I know that's not what it's called. Um, Right. But yeah, Another game is the Star Wars um, 
arcade cabinet that had the uh, basically it was like a joystick that uh, had you know two handles on each side. Uh, but with that one, you get Star Wars: A New Hope, Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back, and Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. Uh, and that one's a little more expensive at four ninety nine. I don't know about that one. <laughs> uh, if you want a less expensive option. Marvel Superheroes Arcade Cabinet includes Marvel Superheroes, X-Men Children of the Atom, which was a great game, and The Punisher, which I never played in an arcade platform. Uh, it's only a two-person joystick. Uh, $2.99. Not bad. No, I think that's I think that one's a that's a hell of a deal right there uh, for $2.99. I think uh, you know, X-Men Children of the Atom is a great game. Marvel Superheroes is fantastic. I probably would have kept the Punisher off, kind of like with the old yeah. fighting games. I would have put Marvel versus Capcom on there. And maybe there was a Capcom issue, yeah. you know. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Well, Capcom was the one that published it. That's why it's weird to me, you know, because they put it yeah. out. But nonetheless, the you know, the Punisher yeah. is basically like Final Fight, but just more violent than the Punisher. Uh, I think right, nothing wrong think with that. that. <laughs> look at this: the Star Wars arcade cabinet is very overpriced. I mean, I agree. I, just, I, I could see that for two ninety nine. I could, and yes, it comes. But not price. more expensive than TMNT. No, no, TMNT. I think you're about where it is. You have it's a light up now. I, I've I'll watch the occasional shows through the week when I prep for the show, so I can get more knowledge on things that I'm personally not going to get a chance to get my hands on, which. The TMNT Arcade, I follow a guy, RGT85, on YouTube. He's a video game guy. And uh, he and he buys these. So he got TMNT Arcade and he got, you know, Marvel. And they both exceeded expectations. They have dual speaker sound. So if you have an Arcade 1-Up machine now, um, the new ones, the TMNT cabinet and the Marvel cabinet, have two dual speakers to give you better sound. And you have a volume control button there. Uh the oh, nice. cabinet you can fit up to four and they tested it with four people comfortably um the only thing turtles fans are probably going to be a little eh about is they had to re-record the teenage mutant ninja turtle intro at the beginning so it's a little weird but that's really? it they kept all the sounds it's the same music through the arcade you know like when you're playing the game it's not completely redone music and it's you know, for someone like me, that's going to drive me nuts. If I go back and play it, and if it's not the same music, it, it, for whatever reason, it just takes me out of the nostalgia factor. So, yeah. but uh, I personally um, would love to get that um, arcade. That was that was by not by far one of my favorites. Um, and um, yeah, we, if you check out the Marvel one, what a lot of fun! You know, they said it was yeah. more precise, sounded great, kind of makes like the Street Fighter one uh, dated. And I see that they're doing, which makes no sense to me, but Walmart's cashing in on the Street Fighter craze, and they're releasing a tabletop Street Fighter one, which was never a tabletop game. They're going to have... No, I don't even know how that would work, yeah. because somebody would be looking at it upside down unless they split the screen mirrored yeah, across. It looks but... like you get... Um, you got six Street Fighter games, and then you also have Commando, Ghost and Goblins... Final Fight Strider. So basically, it's like taking the Street Fighter one-up machine and then the Final Fight one-up machine and your hybrid hybrid hybrid, hybrid <laughs> together, but in a tabletop form. I just don't see how that's 
possible. But nonetheless, um, Walmart seems to be your place for um, the cabinets. Um, I do recommend if you uh, shop Costco, you can currently pick up uh, the Mortal Kombat um, one up arcade there for uh, three forty nine, and uh, they also have Pac Man. So it comes with nice, the riser and nice. light up marquee. So those are the places I know you can get them. Uh, feel free to um, we'll share the link on our Facebook page if you guys are into collecting the arcades and all that stuff. So I mean that's it. Next week we'll have a game review of Luigi's Mansion Three. It's getting good early reviews. All right. <laughs> I heard it's the best Ghostbuster yep. game, not starring Peter Bankman. <laughs> race dance um and uh, spangler so all right and so uh boy the end of the show comes right at the right time my dogs are whining they're they done. probably have to go to the bathroom yeah, <laughs> but we want to thank everybody for sticking with us listening in contributing uh please subscribe uh, anywhere you get podcasts uh, google apple stitcher spotify um and then obviously check us out on facebook and uh um Instagram at Proton Pack Podcast. And uh, anything else you want to throw in there, Tony? No, again, uh, if you can check us out and come say hi to us um, at the Reno Pop Culture Con, please do so. Win that movie package from us. And um, we look forward to doing episode 40 here in about a week. And then we go live from Reno in two weeks. Um, until then, uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, chime in, let us know what you want us to talk about uh, if it's pop culture related, if we're not hitting it. So until then, See you. See you. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Woo! Honey, where's Fluffy? Goodbye.